0: It's your American Patriot, DJ Drew Shelton. I am the warrior. With insight and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world, we welcome you to the U.S. Patriot Show. talk radio's premier jewish activist cindy gross featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters remember you don't have to be jewish to be with cindy and now coming from our wgbb studios in the tri-state area your jewess patriot cindy gross
1: hello and welcome to the jewess patriot i am your host cindy gross and I am today's premier Jewish woman activist, proud American, proud patriot who believes in democracy, checks and balances, the Constitution, and freedom for all, following laws and abiding by them, and we should all live in peace around the world. As many of you know, my Jewish name is Esau Perel, and I open each show with my pearls of wisdom. I have a lot to say this week, so get ready for a long strand of pearls. Today's topic in the opening is, we are at war. You know how when I felt it the most? July 4th. I can never remember a time that I wasn't part of a fireworks display, multiple fireworks, July 3rd, July 4th, July 5th, July 2nd. The fact that it was on a Tuesday and that so many people made this like a six-day vacation only gave many people around me thoughts of many celebrations and public outings. But actually, there were so few and everybody around me was talking about it and the reasons why. Because we are at war with one another in our communities, in our country, and around the world. We are at war in our communities because so many of us are suffering with the war with our pocketbooks. Whether or not you agree or disagree with what happened with the student loans, the reality is our country can't afford it anymore. There is no reason why people who choose to go to school and take out loans can't pay for them, while others who chose not to go to school should be burdened with their fees and cost. I heard from local officials who usually do host events that they ran out of money this year and the fun activities are the first to go. So does that mean celebrating America's independence is the first to go? You tell me. And then, of course, the war of the weather. What's going on? People are wondering all across the country. And, of course, who are the companies that are going to take advantage of these high uh heating bills and uh, ways to air condition The travel disaster over the vacation. Who's going to be, who's going to take the blame? Who's going to help out? We are at war with every department in Washington and in our state capitals. We are at war with our education system. And you're going to learn more about that throughout the show as many people have requested more discussions with me since it's my show so we're going to have the next few shows less guests and more discussion and of course now war in France in Belgium in Israel and three words that no one wants to say except of course people who supported Donald Trump in 2015, 2016 and today and both my guests today would agree with me Radical Islamic Terrorism. And I am going to devote a segment to anti-Semitism on the shows every week because I am the Jewish patriot. But I'm not going to talk about typical ways that Jewish leadership fights anti-Semitism because obviously it's not working. So sit back, stay tuned, because... We are at war, but there are ways to battle a war that don't involve death and destruction, but rather informed conversation, building coalitions, and voting in the right people locally in 2023 and statewide and national in 2024. We'll be back shortly.
2: If you would have told me two years ago, three years ago, that I would be in the middle of a political movement, I would have said, put down Hunter's crack pipe. Right now.
3: Right now. I can't afford the groceries. I can't afford your gas. It's Biden's inflation the nation. 81 million votes my ass. 81 million votes my ass. You fail to fail back better. Your
2: middle finger, the middle class. They've pissed off an already pissed off woman. 81 million votes my ass. The crime was committed in broad daylight.
3: We're living on planet crazy. Got a laptop full of China. Hookers and food. Daly's got creepy joe in the shower 81 million votes my ass Hey 81 million votes my ass the tosses word salads that even cringe the democrats
2: I said, oh my gosh, Hillary Clinton is actually talking about me? That's funny. And then I got to thinking, maybe that's not funny. Oh my gosh. Help. Help. Hey. And I just want you all to know, I'm in perfect health. We've recently had our automobile serviced, and the tires are good, and the brakes are in good order, and I am not suicidal. <laughs>
3: my ass 81 Joe, don't make me laugh 2,000 mules got busy Stuffed 45's ballots
2: in the trash it's just despicable what they did and i will not let these bastards get away with it. One
3: million votes
2: my ass he had the swamp going after him and he was still getting stuff done We have Stumbling Bumbling Joe. I miss the bull in the china shop. I miss the mean tweets. I miss Donald Trump. 81 million votes. My ass.
0: It is your American Patriot, DJ Drew Shelton. You are listening to the Jewess Patriot with Cindy Gross. If you don't know that song, that is called 81 Million Votes My Ass. Carrie Lake and her team, they put that out uh, several weeks back. It actually went number one on iTunes. Became the number one song in the world a few weeks back. And guess who's coming up on the Jewess Patriot with Cindy Gross? You guessed it. Cindy Gross. Carrie Lake coming up. Let's get right back to it.
1: Welcome back. Joining the Jewish patriot now is somebody who I call a an American patriot, an international patriot, a woman's patriot because this woman knows what it's like to have the truth. ...behind her and to fight for it at all costs. Carrie Lake, you remember, ran in Arizona and is the author of the brand new book, Unafraid, Just Getting Started. Uh, She is the unmatched champion of the America First movement. And in her book, she outlines her journey from being the most beloved newscaster and broadcast journalist in Arizona to the leader of the largest grassroots movement in the state's history. And when she says "us the state, I'm going to say in the country, because her grassroots movement is in my own home. So Carrie, thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot.
2: Wow, I am. I have goosebumps with that introduction. Thank you. I I sometimes forget that um, I'm making an impact because, you know, there's so much nastiness coming at me and, and I know everybody else feels that way, but we are so interconnected as people, as Americans and really in the world, we know when things just don't add up and don't make sense. And we know we have the truth on our side. And so I'm, um if you are saying that I'm in your home and that means we're on a team to Together. And I know for a fact, Cindy, we're going to be victorious in taking our country back, taking our rights back, and our, our liberties back. And um, if I can encourage just one person out there to stand up, get involved, use the most powerful weapon they have, their voice, and to uh, fight for our country, then, uh, you know, I- I'm blessed by God to have that ability. So thank you for having me. Well,
1: You are, let's face it, you you are with Donald Trump. I will tell you, I was with him in 2015 in Cleveland. I was at the inauguration. I was at the White, the embassy opening in Jerusalem, and I was at the White House at many executive orders that you and I stand for. Everything, whoever you talk to on a grassroots level agrees his policies were unmatched by any Democrat or any Republican. And this is something we have in common that we agree on.
2: Well, and you look at his Agenda 47, which is his plan to get America back on track and turn this nightmare of the illegitimate Joe Biden regime around. It is the policy is incredible. I've never seen anything like it. It is going to quickly turn things around where we've gone wrong. It's going to uh, make Americans lives better with great policy and restore um, law and order on our streets, a better education for our children. This is not extremism. I mean, when I hear the the fake news media calling me uh, an extremist, far right, you know, Republican or President Trump that, it is such a lie. The only thing that's extreme about me and President Trump is we're extremely worried about the future if we don't save this country. And so far we have been right about everything. And the only way out of the mess that the uh, political elite, the uniparty in Washington, D.C., has gotten us into, the only way out of that mess is through America First policies. These are policies that help everybody. Every American's life will be better with these America First policies, securing the border stopping the indoctrination of our children, restoring law and order and improving the economy and getting back on track, you know, with bringing the inflation down by making us energy independent here in America. I encourage everyone to go to uh, President Trump's page and look at Agenda 47. America first policies are for all Americans, not just Republicans. This is actually the most you hear the left saying inclusive. The America first uh, movement is about being inclusive to all Americans. We've been selling out America, our policymakers, our politicians, for far too long. And currently in the White House, Cindy, and I don't need to tell you this or your viewers, currently in the White House, we have somebody controlled and owned by the communist regime. And that's why he's sitting by idly while the CCP is ready to build a port for their military 90 miles from America in Cuba. And he has said nothing about it. That's why we're sending hundreds of billions of dollars over to Ukraine, because he's bought and paid for by Ukraine. The only people that Joe Biden doesn't give a damn about are Americans, American mothers and fathers and children. And that's why we need to get that man out of office. We need the bull in the China shop back. I call Donald Trump a bull in a China shop. And right now, Joe Biden has turned the White House into a China shop, and we need to get him out.
1: Well, I couldn't agree with you more, and in unafraid, just getting started, you really talk about every obstacle that you face that I have faced being a bold warrior running as a congress uh for Congress in 2020 as a Trump supporter, fighting education, everything that we believe in, even establishment Republicans are not helping us with. And I think that's a big part of your book as well. Have you have fought every kind of obstacle and you are not giving
2: up? No, we can't give up. My dad was a football coach. He said the only way you lose for sure, for certain, is when you quit. And that's so true. And And, and my book um, takes you back to how a, a kid, youngest of nine from rural Iowa, could somehow live the American dream make it into a dream career only to, after 30 years, just walk away from that career and a huge paycheck. um, And then just ask God to take over and, and steer me in the right direction. And right after I walked away from my career, because I realized that journalism had become propaganda um, an amazing thing happened when I said, God, I'm, I'm handing my life 100% over to you. I don't know where you want me to go, but I do know you don't want me in this field anymore because the field of mainstream media has become just propaganda and it's immoral. And an amazing thing happened when I completely turned my life over to God, the people reached out to me by the thousands and said, would you please run for office? And I'm mean, going to be honest, Cindy, at first, I thought um, they must hate me because I just left the corrupt world of media and now they want me to go into the even more corrupt world of politics heck no I'm not going to do that but uh, God nudged me and I decided to take that step into the political arena and ended up in the middle of a political movement leading people of Arizona to uh, better days ahead only to have the evil the evil uh, forces actually take on and and take on our elections and corrupt them to the point of stealing our victory from us but This is a this is, I also believe, part of God's plan as well. I think God wanted this corruption to be exposed, and I'm happy to be the one exposing it. Uh, Believe it or not, right now, the election officials that I'm exposing their corruption are now suing me personally, trying to destroy me for having the the courage to out what they've been up to. And so we're still in it. We're still battling. And I'm not going to let them take my First Amendment rights away. This book will encourage you to stay involved, get involved. It will uh, it actually punches a few of the uh, rhino establishment folks right squarely in the nose where they deserve to be punched. And I hope people will uh, walk away from it, not just a little bit upset, angry at where our country's going, but emboldened that they can have a part in bringing us back. And I, I do believe our brightest days are ahead.
1: Before we go, just one last question being I am the Jewish patriot, and I know you brought up God a lot in your last answer. You are a strong Zionist. You are a big believer in Judeo-Christian values, and you are a friend to the Jewish people. And, of course, Donald Trump was the best president ever for the state of Israel. So tell us a little bit about your ties to Israel and your connections and why you are a strong believer in in Zionism and Judeo-Christian values.
2: Well, our our country was founded on Judeo-Christian values, and that's just a fact. And that doesn't mean that we're trying to force people to become Christians or Jews, but that's the tradition of our, our country that it was founded on those values. I have uh, family members who are Jewish and I I love love them dearly. And Israel is an important ally and we need to continue to be an ally of Israel. And I believe with all my heart that the good that is in the Bible, the 10 commandments, I mean, too bad we can't just... Follow the Ten Commandments, right? We wouldn't need all this other stuff, but unfortunately, the Ten Commandments are under attack right now. And I believe, um, as I said, this is a battle of good and evil and our friends in in Israel are our allies and we need to support them. And so I'm, I'm really proud to continue to push toward uh, maintaining our constitution, which was, which was written and built upon again, the Judeo-Christian traditions and beliefs. And we need to make sure we protect that with everything we've got. If we lose this country, the whole world collapses and goes down. And I think every single person out there, no matter what their religious background, no no, no matter what color of skin, where they're from, if you are an American who loves this country, it is your time right now to find the gifts God gave you. Stand up and use them at this time. It is critical. Who cares about a salary? Who cares about your 401k? Who cares about your benefits? You can't enjoy any of that if we allow our country to be taken over by Marxists, And and communists and globalists, because that's going to lead us uh, down a path of uh, absolute uh, horror show path if we don't stand up right now and fight for America.
1: Harry Lake, the book is out now. It's the number one read for the summer. It is so important before local elections of 2023 as people are working towards 2024. It is by Winning Team Publishing. I think that's Donald Trump's junior's team,
2: and it's a beautiful book. Tell everybody where they can purchase it. Oh, thank you so much. You can go to CarrieLake.com if you want to purchase it there. You can go wherever you normally would purchase books, if it's barnesandnoble.com or Amazon, whatever's easiest for you. I promise you, Cindy, this is a page-turner. You know how you get those books and you're like three pages in and you're like, when's this going to get interesting? From the first sentence, you will be hooked. And President Trump wrote a beautiful foreword. I'm so um, thankful for him to do that, that he did that for me. And uh, the book, From Beginning to End, has a lot of surprises in there. Um, I gave it to my most burly male friends to read, and they loved it. I gave it to my mama bear friends to read, and they said, oh, my gosh, I couldn't put it down. I was up till 3 in the morning finishing the book. Thanks for writing a great book. So I hope that your listeners will, will take a look. Well, there's a lot of talk about you possibly being a VP. Well, I I don't know that that's going to happen. I really don't. I know there's a lot of talk about that. And, you know, President Trump, if there's any president out there who, who can do it on his own, it's President Trump. And I am doing everything I can to help him. I want nothing in return. I speak uh, fondly about him because I've never seen a warrior like President Trump, who's put everything on the line, loves this country so much. As a mother, I want to make sure he gets in office. Because he's the only man, in my opinion, who can turn this around, immediately starting on day one, get us better in a better place domestically and uh, with more solid footing on the world stage. And so I'm just speaking for him. I think his agenda is brilliant. And I want to see him win so that we can get America back and my children will have a bright future. I'll help him in any way I can. Um, He'll decide who he decides as his VP, and that'll be his choice solely. And then hopefully he'll just pick somebody who can help him. And um, that's all we want. We want a strong President Trump. We want a strong America.
1: Carrie Lake, American warrior, uh, international patriot. Thank you so much for encouraging me to continue my work. Because when I see you do your work, you make me feel I've got to fight with you and for you because you are a voice of honesty and integrity, and what we need around the world today. Thank you so much for joining the oh Jewess
2: Patriot. Thank you, Cindy. Keep fighting. I know with me and you and and hundreds of millions of others just like us, we are going to win. We just got. We're on God's time, and His schedule is a little different than ours. And so, thank you, Cindy. Thank you so much.
1: Welcome back. So my next segment, my pearls of wisdom involve education and the recent Supreme Court rulings. And I know better than most of you because way before Loudoun County and way before parents were called domestic terrorists and way before moms for liberty and way before the exposure of the failures of the teachers unions because of COVID mismanagement. There was Cindy Gross, award winning teacher, whistleblowing. And I am going to tell you now that with the rulings, we now have to tackle education hirings that are based on qualifications in every single school and not based on race consideration, even in minority schools. Because almost half the blacks, Hispanics, and Asians who were questioned about the rulings were in agreement with the rulings, especially those that are leaving the uh, Democratic Party in record numbers, especially the black men especially those people that are demanding more school choice and charter school options. And especially those that are starting to question the power of the teachers union and their ties to the Biden administration. You know, this isn't about hate. It's really about love. We all want to live together safely and successfully. We want to be there for one another Where else but in America does the dream of our forefathers remain the dream of recent legal immigrants to do better for our children than for ourselves? You know, education doesn't begin in college, and those Supreme Court rulings had a lot to do with college education. But let's face it, toddlers today are in schools as four-year-old students, and too many are already being supervised and educated by people and by guardians who would fail to meet standards in fair evaluations. That's right. Do you know how many educators are just getting jobs and are not meeting standards year after year? Meet some teachers and principals and board of election officials who have been involved in some questionable, even criminal activity. But because of their connections to the teachers' unions, the administrative unions, Uh, elected officials, minority organizations, and their connections through family and friends, not only have they received salaries and benefits, but their deficiencies as educators have cost our students quality education opportunities, which lead to employment opportunities. In a world of fair competition and merit-based staffing, would you use the following people if they were your lawyer, your doctor, or your accountant? Would you allow them near your daughters and sons? So why are they getting our taxpayer dollars for their income? My sample... That I'm giving you is from Queens, New York, because that's what I know the best. But it doesn't matter. You could pick up the newspapers in Detroit and Baltimore, Chicago, Los Angeles and speak to people like Kimberly Klasick and Joe Collins. And you could just watch the news and you could see what's going on. And you know that we have a virus of education that's more contagious and deadly than COVID. Namika Dwata. Is now a deputy superintendent receiving almost a two hundred thousand dollars salary to serve as a deputy superintendent in Queen South High School District, overseeing twenty nine schools. This came after multiple complaints against her as a principal, involving regents grades changing scandal and a missing nine hundred. I'm sorry, one hundred ninety five thousand dollars that apparently was collected and loss for school uniforms, locks, and food. And the DOA investigation found no receipts for the money. But yet they promoted her. Dr. Rochelle White is a director for continuous improvement. And in according to her LinkedIn page, her job engages in a personal and professional journey for growth and learning. In order to support educational leaders on their journey towards continuous improvement, It is with the understanding that in order to lead the future, one has to continually engage in learning from her past or his past. Well, her past included a less than stellar performance as a principal of the Virgil I. Grissom Middle School, MS 226, where she made headlines in the post and the daily news. And they both agreed a Democratic paper and a liberal and a Republican more conservative paper where she made headlines for insulting Hindus, Jews, and whites. She was also involved in what seemed to be an almost fatal situation regarding a teacher she supposedly disliked. Parents in that school even coordinated a Change.org petition to fire her. The school had a math proficiency rate of 26% and a reading proficiency of 33%. Finally, Principal Antonia Katori resigned in 2019 after allegations for years. In fact, his first allegations was in 2005, so figure it out. Over a decade later, he was able to get full salary, full retirement benefits, even though he was under investigation multiple times. In 2014, he fired Jewish teacher Larry Brenner, and he told uh, Brenner that you white teachers are hurting my little black children. In 2019, a black teacher, Shante Peniston, was awarded over $500,000 after a Brooklyn federal jury found Katori guilty of sexual harassment. And the Department of Education has almost 200 complaints against Katori and basically turned a blind eye. But the very worst incident involved a teacher found guilty of sexually abusing young elementary school students. And that was in 2013, second grade teacher Simon Watts. As of 2021, one of the students won a $16 million civil judgment. And in February 2021, another student sued Simon Watts in the Department of Education. And the assistant principal, Kathleen Cole, who happens to be involved in my case, so I can't really discuss it, was the immediate supervisor there. So to the three dissenting Supreme Court justices, I ask you, Would you want these people near your children and grandchildren? And why are you defending them? the S Patriot now is Chadwick Moore he is very familiar to all of you he has been a journalist a public speaker a political commentator a culture critic and a very familiar face on Fox News and other outlets for many many years and more important I guess he's probably a, a fortune teller or had his fortune read because way before Tucker Carlson had the incident with Fox News uh Chadwick started writing a book, which is a must-read this summer, simply uh, all about Tucker Carlson, called Tucker. Chadwick, thank you for joining the Jewess Patriot.
4: Hey, thanks for having me on, Cindy. It's great to be here.
1: Well, we've uh, met throughout the years with the various uh, Republican events, conservative events, and, of course, I always love your appearances when you did appear with Tucker i you know, like many others, Tucker was willing to take chances like no other regardless of where he is, and it's proven with what's going on with him in Twitter. I assume you're gonna be on Twitter with him in the in the future.
4: <laughs> uh, we'll see. I don't know, but it's certainly exciting what he's doing. I think everyone's watching uh those episodes he's releasing, and he's really Becoming unbound, you know. I think we're—he's—he's uh, he's totally unleashed now. It, not that he really self centered on Fox, but he—he's um, uh, certainly um, uh, getting out there now, which is very exciting to see.
1: So tell us about your book, because besides just being an author, which you are very successful, this is probably a labor of love because you do have admiration for Tucker. It was very apparent in all the appearances on the show. So
4: tell yeah. us. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's, he, you know, we never would have started doing this book if I didn't have this idea that Tucker was, was very special, especially in, you know, the world of cable news. And like, there's not many, I think, cable news hosts who you would want to read a book about. And Tucker is just a very fascinating guy. And, and uh, of course I do admire him. I, I agree with, it's no secret, most of the things he talks about, but really I wanted to get the human story of him. I wanted, you know, to tell what he's like as a guy, what his life is like, where he came from, his history. And uh, uh, and and I, you know, I, I wanted people to kind of understand what kind of a person he is. You know, obviously, there's no such there hasn't been a, such thing as a positive story ever written about Tucker Carlson. Really, there's all these hit pieces left, you know, coming out from all over the place. Uh, you know, he's obviously reviled by the left, but also feared and reviled by a lot in the establishment. Right. Um, and really, when you get to know him, um, you know, he's a really sort of fascinating, very humble, uh, really interesting guy.
1: What I like about Tucker also is that he shows us a human side. I think that really Fox Nation shows really showed that, and he he used it to his advantage. People just look at us as either journalists or Republicans, and that we have no lives and no interests. He has a load of interests, and I think you delve into that in the book.
4: Oh yeah, for sure. He's not one of those people that can only talk about politics. You know, and in fact, you know, I spent many hours hanging out, sitting in his kitchen, just drinking coffee in the morning, and and our conversations would go all over the place, and. He can, as a writer and a biographer, he's sort of a dream subject because he can just talk and talk and talk about anything. And it's so entertaining and you just want to get it all down. And, um, and yeah, he has a very rich personal life and a very rich inner life. Um, and, uh, and a really wonderful family, uh, that, that's, that's incredibly important to him. Uh, and it was great to be able to be a part of that and to see it.
1: So in the book because you, you have loads of interviews, not only with Tucker, but with his family, his friends, colleagues, acquaintances, and even enemies. Who surprised you the most? Oh,
4: that's a really great question. Um, you know, I think Tucker's dad, uh, Dick Carlson, who's his greatest inspiration, was really great to get to know him uh, and to sort of see how much they align on so many things and see where Tucker kind of got uh, his, a lot of his views and, and some of his personality from um, you know, I was just sort of surprised to learn mainly about, you know, Tucker kind of comes from a, a long line of um, dysfunction and abandonment. And he's really and that goes from both his mother's side of the family and his father's side of the family. And he has really gone to great lengths to sort of reset that with his own family. Um, his father, Dick, was an orphan. Uh, his mother, Lisa, abandoned him when he was six years old and he never saw her again after that. And, um, uh, you know, that was sort of getting into that that side of his family history, I think, was really interesting. And, and speaking with Dick was great. Dick really deserves a book of his own. He has had such an interesting life.
1: Well, we'll follow it up. It could be the first time a journalist's father has his own biography as well. And, of course, you would be a great person to do it because you share so much of yourself in all your interviews. Tell us, uh, remind the audience a little bit about your background and how you became such an outspoken activist.
4: Sure. Um, well, so I, you know, I worked in liberal media. Uh, you know, I've always been in, in print, in newspapers and magazines. I used to write for New York Times and Playboy. I was editor-at-large for Out Magazine and The Advocate, which are the two big gay magazines. Uh, and But I wasn't really – I didn't really get into political journalism. I did a lot of human interest, features, investigative. Uh, and then, you know, around 2015, 2016, when Trump came onto the scene – is when I really started paying attention and started noticing that, you know, I was sort of like a zombie Democrat voter. You know what I mean? I just voted Democrat because that's just what you're supposed to do, I guess. You know, if you're a good person, as they tell us. Uh, but, you know, nothing started making sense to me and I really started questioning everything. Uh, and I really um, I really sort of had enough in uh, February, 2017, right after the inauguration. Uh, I saw all my colleagues and my bosses and everyone around me that were totally Trump deranged on social media. Uh, and I was just so struck by by the insincerity and the corruption in media that I, I wrote a piece for the New York Post basically coming out as a conservative, very innocent piece, just said I believe in free speech. I think the media is getting a lot wrong and I don't want to be associated with that anymore. I don't want people to think I'm a part of that club because uh, I never really said anything publicly about what I believe. Uh, and then when that happened, um, I was fired from all my jobs. You know, lost all my friends, all that. You know, the left was very um uh, uh insane at the moment. Well, enough they aren't always. Um, but that was the first time Tucker Carlson had me on his show after that piece came out, and uh and then since um then I was a regular on his show um up until I was on the last episode on April twenty first actually, um and then for the last year we've been working on this book. Uh, so that's that's sort of my my background in a nutshell.
1: Tell us a little bit about that last show because you were on it.
4: Yeah, our topic was um we were discussing the plus in LGBTQ plus and what are plus people uh and then we had a good laugh you know we were just sort of saying like how do you know what a plus is or you know plus is attracted to minuses what's a plus and uh um you know we had a, we had a good laugh you know a lot of times on tucker's show i would kind of be brought on for a little a little comic relief because tucker and i would cut up and um uh and that was that was great um and then so the the, the final scene of his final episode i don't know if you recall but he was um eating pineapple pizza on air with a pizza delivery man. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. was just, like, it was to... repeated
1: over and over again. It was, like, the most innocent, calming closing. And yes. I think it was a Friday night that, but it, I didn't watch it because um, the Sabbath was over, but I remember seeing the repeats over and over, and I remember this pizza guy because he got attacked, and he suddenly became, of course, the, uh, the person that was uh, not the victim, but ra- he was doing the good thing trying to protect somebody. Yes. So, yeah, uh, yeah,
4: and then he, he was from, uh, I think, Pennsylvania, and Tucker brought him into studio and had him deliver a pizza. Yeah, it was the most sweet, innocent ending ever. Of course, no one knew that was going to be the last show, and and uh, Tucker didn't know until 11 a.m. Monday morning. He'd already finished his monologue for that day and got a phone call from uh, Fox News president Suzanne Scott. It happened to be to the day, the sixth anniversary of his show moving into this 8 p.m. time slot. So Tucker thought she was calling to congratulate him and instead she just said, uh, we're taking your show off the air. Thank you very much. Goodbye. That was it. He still hasn't gotten an official explanation from Fox News. Um, but he'd already now, know,
1: is he got assistant at uh deceit uh this, uh not to talk.
4: Right, yeah. Yeah. So after his Twitter videos, which is bizarre, um, because you know, uh you could just he's not making any money off Twitter. He's not an employee of Elon Musk. Uh, you know, you could argue that all Fox News personalities are allowed to express their political opinions on social media. It, isn't that just what he's doing? Um, Fox instead has sent in this cease and desist, and they're saying that he is um, uh, uh, providing services. Well, I think from a legal perspective, he's not actually providing services if he's not getting paid. Uh, but it's strange that, you know, uh, Fox is so committed to keeping him silent. So he's still an employee of Fox News. He's still getting paid to not have a show. He's still under contract because he did nothing to violate his contract. Um, but, uh, they, his contract ends right after the next presidential election. So someone wants him to be totally silent and pay him to be silent until after the next election, uh, which is, uh, chilling and, um, awful and scary, especially coming from Fox news, which we would think, uh, you know, might believe in free speech, but.
1: So I want to talk about two things about that. I hear all the time on you, first of all, that we're white supremacists, and that we, (laughs) We hate everybody. And of course, that uh, the Republican Party is so anti-gay. Now, obviously, you are proof that it is not anti-gay. And I know for a fact, from the work you did have done, especially during the Trump administration, when he did all those pro-Israel, American-Jewish, Uh, executive orders and the opening of the embassy, you were at the forefront of supporting President Trump with all this and speaking out for it. So address those issues and clear the air once and for all for our listeners. Oh, yeah,
4: absolutely. Well, one thing that I was involved in was um, we launched something called Outspoken Middle East. So President Trump had uh, announced with Richard Grinnell, who's a great guy, a good friend of mine, had announced uh, with him uh, an initiative, a historic initiative, to work to decriminalize homosexuality in the over 60 nations where it's still illegal. And in about nine of those nations, most of them in the Middle East, you can get murdered uh, or executed by the state for being gay. Um, you know, for example, this is so, uh, you know, the Taliban in Afghanistan, uh, as soon as Joe Biden handed the country back over to them, one of the first things they did was reinstitute the death penalty for homosexuality. The left is totally silent on this stuff while they... Uh, while they, you know, push this, like, you know, Republican parties are homophobic, racist, whatever, you know, anti-Semitic, whatever, but they conveniently ignore, ignore things like you brought up. Like Trump was probably one of the most pro-Israel presidents in history and moving the embassy to Jerusalem was such an important part of that. Uh, and one thing we did with Middle East a lot was we would just highlight the amount of uh, human rights, the great human rights record of Israel versus its neighboring countries. And you see, uh, you know, you see these like weird left-wing LBT, LGBT activists in America. Who are going to bat for Palestine, where they would get killed, you know, if they were if they were to go there. Um, and uh, you see these like queers for Palestine signs. Um, it's it's so indicative of how the left weaponizes certain groups to get into a voting block while ignoring the actual facts. I mean, Israel is such a perfect example of that. I mean, the left absolutely hates Israel and yet has the best human rights record in the entire region and and treats Palestinians who live in Israel and have work visas so much better than any Jewish person get treated in Palestine. Um, so that was a part of the focus that I had during his presidency he was running outspoken Middle East. Um, and, uh, and and that was not affiliated with the that was a, a nonprofit not affiliated with the administration, but President Trump certainly supported those efforts.
3: Well,
1: uh, we can't read to read the book, tell everybody where we can find it. And it is a the must read of this July.
4: Sure. Thank you. Um, it's available anywhere you get your books, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart books, a million. Uh, you can go to Tuckerthebook.com to learn more or buy directly from the publisher. If you want to do that. Um, so really anywhere you get your books, uh, you can find it.
1: And where can our audience follow you? Uh,
4: you can find me on Twitter. It's at Chabuk underscore more. You can check out my columns in the spectator world and, uh, yeah, I'm most active on Twitter. so It's probably a good place.
1: Chadwick, this is your first visit to the US Patriot, and I hope it won't be the last. Please come back anytime and update us with all the work you're doing.
4: Of course, anytime. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks. My next pearls of wisdom has to do with anti-Semitism, has to do with democracy, has to do with hate. A little bit it has to do with Donald Trump, because he's the only one who calls it what it is. My pearls of wisdom are three words, radical Islamic terrorism. Why is France burning? And why are the riots spreading to places like Brussels? Because it is very obvious that what is going on is that these places that had open borders and welcomed with open arm many Muslim residents who have in their beliefs, radical terrorism, and who believe in Sharia law, many with ties to former European colonies in Africa and the Middle Middle East who complain of discrimination, unemployment, and lack of opportunity, are the ones that are causing the riots very similar to the ones we see in Israel, And very similar to what we saw in 2020 after the George Floyd uh, riots. None of us know what goes on. And as we find out more information, many of these victims have backgrounds of hate, have backgrounds of criminal activity. But what is the scariest is the fact that no one wants to call that radical Islamic terrorist. Because it goes everywhere. In places where you have photo IDs to go places, to vote, to travel, you don't have this as much. When you welcome in people who are trying to destroy democracy, who feel entitled to what your country has, then automatically rioting, hate, violence, criminal activity, and death occur. Let's be honest. Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. Arab women are allowed to drive to dress the way they want, to own businesses, to interact with other people. Try doing that in some of the countries that these radical Islamic terrorists live. They want to come into France and Belgium and America and Israel and any place else that they see other people educating themselves, employing themselves, making family life very good for themselves. And they want it. But they don't want it the right way. They want to just grab it and take it. They don't want to work together. And as we go into more and more discussion about elections, as we still have an uncontrollable border crisis that has suddenly lost the headlines in the news, I want you to think about the fact that we are just steps away from making Washington DC, Los Angeles, California, Chicago, Illinois, New York City, Baltimore, Atlanta, Georgia, places, even places like Houston, Texas and Dallas, places where we are losing control of the American dream, and democracy for radical Islamic thought, the radical Islamic agenda. Only when we step up and say we want to take back our country, regardless of whether we're Democrats or Republicans, that's when it will happen. Because I will tell you, in New York, we just had a city council race in the five boroughs. Seven million potential people had the option to vote. Less than 200,000 took advantage of a primary vote. And you know what happened? A leader like Charles Barron, who we thought was horrible, was defeated in his primary by someone even more radical than him. You're going to see this more and more unless you wake up. Women in the suburbs, seniors, people in their 20s, wake up. This is the Jewish Patriot where you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy, but you do have to love America and the American dream.
0: Again, it is your American Patriot DJ, Drew Shelton. Welcome back into the program. The U.S. Patriot with Cindy Gross. Before we leave you today, just want to remind you, you know, after a a big heavy show like today, it was kind of a sweet show and today is National Sweet Day. So I'm just saying, I'm just going to put it out there into the universe. Maybe you can just relax a little bit today and enjoy that sweet treat. The Archies have a great song. It's called Sugar Sugar. We will go out to that today. Have a great week. We will talk again next week on the Jewess Patriot. Until then, love somebody, be kind, and choose some joy in this crazy world. See ya.
3: Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me. Shut
1: the Jewish Patriot. I look
0: forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for watching The Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcasts. See you next time on The Jewish Patriot Show.